Welcome back, podcast friends, to episode five of the Love Podcast, Living Your Outrageously Vibrant Existence. Today, I am actually sitting on um, an outside deck overlooking the river in Portland, Oregon. I drove all the way down early this morning, and it's just a beautiful day. So if you hear any background noise, that's what's going on. This week, I am going to be talking about the big D word, uh, depression, disappointment, and discouragement, because this has been a big issue in my own life and one that I've had to learn how to deal with. So my shout outs this week are kind of in that same vein um, around supporting people in their in managing uh, their depression or their anxiety. Uh, the podcasts that I want to shout out this week are um, Dr. Caroline Leaf's podcast. She's got two recent episodes that I would recommend that anybody listen to. The first one is called Cleaning Up the... No, the podcast is called Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. And the first episode that I recommend is about how to deal with toxic people, situations, and thoughts. Um, because when you're struggling with depression, little things can really set you off. And if you don't know how to manage it, it can really feed into that downward spiral. So that's a nice episode. It's simple, short, and has some really applicable tips. The second one is called, is about nutrition tips for helping to maintain, uh, mental health. So anybody should listen to those two episodes. I highly recommend them. The other thing that I recommend is Dr. Joe Dispenza. If you're really looking at getting in deep into how the brain works and how to really change the way your mind functions and change your experience, Dr. Joe has been researching this for years now. And the things that he has come up with are really amazing. And so he's been my favorite person to just really dig into his work recently. Um, it's, it's pretty incredible stuff. So those would be the two things that I would recommend this week. If those are my shout outs. So thinking back through, um, the purpose of this podcast and what some of my goals have been, I want to make sure that I keep sharing with you what I'm working on and how it's going. Because the struggle is real and everybody knows this to, you know, set your goals and set your intentions and really stick to them. The one thing that I have really been able to stick to so far is exercising. I've committed to, you know, three times a week for at least an hour and I've been doing pretty good at sticking to that. Even if all it is, is going for a jog. And I am now able to jog about two blocks, which is a pretty big deal for me because I don't run. That's never been my thing, but I'm so proud of myself and I get so excited um, that I am now running farther than I've ever been able to run before. And for me, it's really key to have a really good playlist, one that I really enjoy listening to, has really high positive vibes. Um, And so being able to find those things to help make the experience around obtaining your goals more enjoyable has been really impactful for me. And so maybe that's something, if you're struggling with one of your goals and accomplishing it, that could be something to consider. Um, In other areas, I'm not doing so well right now. I haven't been meditating, even though I know that's something I'm supposed to be doing. 
Um, I've fallen a little bit off the wagon on my gratitudes, but that's one of those things where every day is a new choice and every day you just pick it back up again. And if you miss a few days, you cannot let it um, weigh you down because every day is a new day with no mistakes in it. Thank you, Anne Shirley. <laughs> so that's how things are going for me. I'm just going to keep pressing forward. I'm working on myself and I'm going to keep sharing with you how it's going. And, you know, so let me know how it's going for you. I'd love to hear from you. Welcome to the podcast L-O-V-E. I am Elisa, and I am on a mission to learn the tools to make my life the best, most abundant experience I can have so that I can become a coach and help others who are living below their divinely given potential rise above their circumstances to live an outrageously vibrant existence. I am inviting you to tag along with me on my growth journey as I share what I'm learning, my thoughts and experiences, my successes, and even my failures. So like I said, my topic this week is, um, I'm calling it the big D word, focusing around depression and disappointment and discouragement, these things that can really weigh us down. And this has been a, a pretty significant factor in my life experience. Um, I was a pretty lonely child. Um, when I was young, I spent a lot of time by myself during recess. And it just got worse when my family moved from Nevada to Washington State. I felt more isolated and I didn't know how to make new friends. And the depression just really started to build from there to the point where in high school, I had to be medicated just to function. I felt so out of place in the world and I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't know how to process my own emotions. And teenage hormones probably didn't help a whole lot. But as I've gotten older um, and eventually came off of the medication, I've learned how to deal with the depression it still occasionally will rear its head, but it's never as severe as it once was, and it doesn't ever last as long. And the reason for this is because I had an aha moment a few years ago. I honestly have no idea how many years ago, but at some point, I had an aha moment where I realized that if I stopped fighting it and just accepted that that's how I was feeling at that moment, it would actually allow my body to process the chemicals of the emotion and move on. If I was resisting or I was really wallowing in the depression and allowing myself to um, feed into that miserable feeling and over-identify with that miserable feeling and allow myself to think that this is just what my reality is, this is how it's always going to be. I'm, you know, just really getting into that mind of I am so miserable. I am so unhappy. Nothing ever goes my way. I hate feeling this way, but I don't know what to do about it. And just allowing myself to really invest in the emotion and the experience. That's when it would last and last and last. 
And that's because I was identifying myself with what I was feeling. I was creating an identity for myself out of my emotions of depression. I was telling myself that the depression is who I was, that my experience in that moment is who I was, and that that experience is who I would always be, because I could not even imagine a different experience. The challenge with this is, is if you identify with something, it's really difficult to give it up, because who wants to give up their identity? What do you have if you lose your identity? So if you identify with depression, if you identify with anxiety, it's going to be really difficult to give those things up and allow something new to happen in your life. So the thing that changed for me was reaching the point where I could just, where I stopped identifying with my emotional experience, which was a chemical reaction that was happening in my body, and I started just observing it. Dr. Joe Dispenza, who I mentioned in my shout outs, says that in all of his brain scans that he's done, and he has done thousands of brain scans, the act of observing an emotion and completely removing yourself from investing in that emotion, no longer identifying I am this emotion, but instead saying my body is feeling this emotion and observing it actually physically changes the brain. He calls it becoming conscious, becoming aware, no longer allowing your emotions to take you for a ride, but instead becoming the observer of your emotions. Because emotions are simply a response to something that has happened in the past. Something happens, we respond emotionally. So every, whenever we are feeling emotions, it's never about the present moment. It's never about what's happening in the moment. It's always a reaction to something that happened in the past, whether that was 30 seconds ago, three minutes ago, or even five years ago. It's all in the past and it's all no longer happening. So the emotions then are a record of the past, according to Dr. Joe. So what this means for us is that because our past is a known factor, we know what happened, we have our interpretations around it, and we have our emotions to tell us how to feel about it. If the past is unknown, and then we use that to project into the future, our future then becomes predictable, um, then there is no room for something new to happen. Because at that point, we are anticipating the future based on emotions and experiences of the past. So we are constantly recreating in the present moment our past, and then bringing that into our future. And that's why we will find ourselves repeating things in the future and getting stuck in these habits and these cycles of the same experience over and over again, because we are actually bringing our past forward with us into a moment that is completely unwritten yet. The future is, is a blank slate, essentially. But when we bring our past forward with us, we are riding on that blank slate before it even happens. And we are creating a script for ourselves. So if our past is known and our future is predictable, then the only place where we have any sort of creativity is in the present moment. And that's where we have to let go of the past and let go of the predictable future and exist in the unknown. 
The unknown is where that creativity exists. And when we exist in that unknown and in that, in that creativity, we are actually forming new neural connections. This is how that becoming conscious changes your brain by having becoming aware of each moment and recognizing that it is a new experience. You are actually creating new neural connections in your brain. And the more that you repeat being present in the moment, the more that you repeat um, and reinforce those neural connections, they become more and more permanent. And the neural connections, the pathways around your past experiences become weaker and weaker. So you can literally cause your brain to forget the emotions of the past and create a new experience because you are physically changing your brain. And knowing, not knowing any of this, I, this is how I got myself out of depression. And it took time. It took years. Maybe if I had been um, more intentional and more self-aware, it would have taken less time. But it took the time that it did. And I've been able to come out of it and be a different person. And everybody's going to be different. For some people, they're able to really grab onto this principle and um, go all in and make radical shifts very, very quickly. And other people are going to be like me, where it's an, a long-term, ongoing process of change. And part of that process, part of laying down those new neural connections by being present in the moment is being able to experience gratitude in the present moment. Um, Dr. Joe, a paraphrase of what Dr. Joe says is at gratitude is the attitude of receiving because when you receive something, you feel gratitude. Well, if you feel gratitude before you receive something, then you're going to have to eventually receive it because you're writing down on that blank slate of the future, um, with your present moment, with the, with the emotions that you're choosing to feel in the present moment. And, um, by changing essentially who you are and the way you react to the world, the world is also going to change in reaction to you. Um, and so being grateful for the things that you haven't received yet is going to shift you and put you into a position of actually being able to receive those new things versus being in a position of always anticipating, you know, your worst case scenario, your experiences in the past, because if you're already reacting to your circumstances as though you know how they are going, what the outcome is going to be, you actually end up influencing the outcome. So it's really important to make that shift and realize that gratitude in the present moment is going to shift um, the way the world around you reacts to you and actually bring to you those things that you, those new experiences that you're wanting to have. And gratitude also affects the way um, your heart and brain communicate. It creates coherence between your heart and brain, which is a whole other topic in and of itself. Um, I'm hoping that um, at some point in the future, I'll be able to do kind of a collaborative podcast where I talk to somebody else about the book, The Heart Math Solution, where it really gets into the science of this heart-brain coherence. So that's a whole other topic. But just to say that by experiencing the emotion of gratitude, it creates coherence in your heart, which, cre which then influences the brain into a coherent state, which quiets that um, ancient lizard brain that we have and allows your 
um, higher brain to open up and function at its higher capacity so that you're more creative, you're more expansive, you're able to take in more information. And that's going to be part of how you end up creating a, a new future by changing the way um, the present moment responds to you because you're more um, aware and more um, open to new things. Now, all of this isn't to say that I don't I'll still have my really rough moments um, where I still don't get really sad and really upset and allow that voice of fear to really take over and tell me that um, I can't expect anything to change. It still happens. And it's really difficult to be in that place of the unknown. It's, it's kind of a scary place. And being present in the moment is definitely a choice that you have to make each moment. And being present in the moment itself can be a scary thing. Sometimes it's easier to live in the past or easier to live in the, pre- in the future. But depressed, but that's where you, by obsessing about the past, that's where you create depression. And obsessing about the worst case scenario in the future just creates anxiety. And I don't want to live that way. I want to be able to experience my, my, an outrageously vibrant existence. I want to live an abundant life. But if you are stuck in the past and stuck in the future and you're experiencing depression and experiencing anxiety, you'll never feel abundant because you'll never be able to see what's around you in the present moment. And that's my challenge to you today to just simply practice being the observer of your own thoughts, the observer of your own emotions. And really challenge yourself to um, step back and practice detaching your identity from what you are feeling. Um, that's, that's really the first step towards being able to be present in the, in the moment. That's the first step towards being able to let go of those emotions of the past. And the first step towards being able to position yourself to create a new future. So that's my challenge for this week. Um, Become an observer of your emotions. Send me feedback. Let me know what you think this week. Um, Let me know how this challenge has gone for you. I'd love to hear from you. And uh, next week, I'll be bringing back the Feminine Power series, uh, week two of the course with Claire Zamet, and it will be a fun discussion. See you then. Thank you for joining me today. I am so thrilled and honored to have you with me on this journey, and I'm excited to keep the conversation going. Send me your thoughts on what we talked about, and maybe I will feature it in the next episode. You can email me at thepodcastlove at gmail.com, or you can send me a voice message on Anchor. The links are in the show notes below. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please share, rate, and review so that others can find the show and join the conversation. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.